Kaylor, my brother, thank you for coming back to the studio. Yeah, um, this is a little bit different from what we did last time. Obviously, we're going to have a conversation on the topics of, um, you know, self-sabotage, you know, the fear of success. Yeah. And I couldn't think of anyone like more perfect to talk about these conversations, you know, because your coach um, and someone that I see who's just constantly giving out gems on Instagram. Yeah, let's let's kind of dive into it right away. In your opinion, why would an individual, first of all, self-sabotage themselves yeah. in any in anything? Yeah. And maybe maybe give us like a definition of what that kind of means. Yeah. Well, first off, it's good to be back, man. It's uh, it's nice to see that gorilla taking a selfie in the in the background <laughs> again. I I've been waiting to get back here and chat with you. So so thanks for having me again. Yeah, man. I uh, so this is the question, right? This is the thing that people have a really hard time with: is why would we self sabotage? And I think we need to talk first and foremost about what self sabotage is, okay? Because not everyone really knows exactly what self sabotage is. Um, it's a buzzword right now. You know, I don't know if you've seen it, but a lot of people are talking about it because it's super common. But self-sabotage is essentially getting in your own way, right? Getting in your own way of the things that you actually want to do in life, the things that you actually want to achieve. Um, it's actually sometimes getting what you want and throwing it away, right? Um, so that is self-sabotage. Um being afraid of success is really correlated with that. And we're going to dive more into that, I'm sure. They're kind of one in the same, or at least um, the fear of success causes self-sabotage is, is the way we can look at it. And people have a hard time wrapping their head around it because it's like, why on earth would I want to get in my own way of getting the things that I've actually always wanted to achieve? Um, so... That's what self-sabotage is. As far as why we actually do it, I mean, it's a loaded question, but I, I think we got some time to get into it. Um, so basically, there's two things that I want to start with that you need to know about why we may get in our own way, why we might actually be afraid of success so that we actually throw it away when we get success. The first thing you need to know is that we run off a program. So we are no different than like a computer, okay? You know, it can be, and I'm not a computer guy, so hopefully this is a, an okay example, but to my assumption and to my knowledge, a computer runs off a of hardware. You're more tech savvy than I am, is this, is this correct? It runs off a hardware, which is basically a program that is created that tells the computer, do this when this happens, do that when this happens, and so forth and so on. And then that computer just runs off the program. Correct? Correct. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> we are the same way, okay, as human beings. Now, the only difference is we do run off a program that's basically set, okay, and we just run off this instinctive program. The difference is, is there's 5% that's actually not running off the program. And that 5% is called our conscious mind, right? Right now, me and you are very conscious because you're asking me questions, I have to think on the spot, you have to think on the spot, we're very conscious. But we're only like this 5% of the time. 5% of our thoughts, ideas, and emotions are our conscious brain. The program that we run off of is the subconscious brain. So that's below, just like submarine, it's below consciousness. So the example I like to use sometimes is, you know, you ever driven home from work or somewhere and you like get there and you're like, I was zoned out 
for the last 15 minutes and I don't even remember how I got here. That's the conscious, that's a subconscious programming that you run off of. That's like why you were like a computer running off the program. So um, that's the first important thing that we need to know is we run off this subconscious programming. We're not really aware when we're doing it. The second thing you need to know is that all of that subconscious programming, all it cares about and its only sole purpose is to keep you alive. It does not care about your happiness. It only cares about your survival. So if that's the case, then what your subconscious mind and the program that you run off of, what it really likes is, for, well, a few things. It really likes familiarity. It likes things that you've always done because what better way to survive than to just continue doing what we've always done that's brought us to survival today, even if it doesn't make us happy, right? If it's familiar, our subconscious programming loves it because it's, you know, at least we know what we're going to get. Might not make us happy, but at least we know what we're going to get out of it, which is certainty and certainty equals survival. Anything that breaks the pattern that's not familiar, that's uncertain, goes against what our subconscious mind wants. And it's the uncertain. It's the realm of possibility. And that equals potential threat, right? And we got to realize that for most of human history, you know, a lot of these uncertain things, these things that break the pattern that you're doing differently were life or death scenarios. It was like a saber-toothed tiger or it was a rock slide or a landslide or an avalanche or whatever, an earthquake. So it really served us for most of human history to just do what's familiar and to be able to do it like this. But nowadays, there's so many uncertain new realms of possibility that we can get into that aren't life or death, like getting up on stage and doing a public speech, getting on an airplane. Like we're afraid of all these things because they're different from what we are familiar with, but they're not life or death. So that, that subconscious programming that only cares about our survival, it doesn't really serve us anymore. Uh, well, it does in some scenarios. We need it in certain scenarios if it is actually a life or death scenario. But for most of our days, if we're lucky enough to live in a, in a, a great environment, a safe environment, we don't really need to only be doing what's familiar. So really to kind of summarize everything, the best and easiest way, obviously this is a really complex topic, but the best way I can describe it is your brain and your psychology love what's familiar. And let's face it, for most people who want to be successful, who want to make money, who want to make that team, who want to get the promotion, who want to get that perfect partner, they want to get the vacation home, whatever. Well, guess what? That's unfamiliar, right? It's different. It's unique. It's, it's uncertain. We don't know what we're going to get out of it because we've never had it, right? Remember, what better way to survive than to just continue doing what we've always done? So here's what happens when, with self-sabotage. And there's some other things that happen too that we can get into. But what happens with self-sabotage is sometimes you end up getting something that you actually consciously want. Remember, we talked about the conscious mind. And you say, yeah, I want that. I want that perfect partner. I want all this money. But in the subconscious programming that you run off of 95% of the time, it doesn't like it because it's new and it's scary and it's different. And again, it doesn't care about your happiness. It just wants what's familiar. So we see this in lottery winners, 
right? I don't know if you know the stats, but after five years, I think it's something like 70 or 80% of them go bankrupt or broke. Now, I don't think it's as much that they're poor at managing money, right? I think that uh, that's probably a little part of it. It's more, in my opinion, and I think it's evident that it's more self-sabotage because they all of a sudden, you know, who buys lottery tickets? They're lower to middle class people who primarily, who are making, you know, 30, 40, 50, $60,000 a year that is who they have always been and what they've always done. And sure, it might not make them happy, but at least they know what they're going to get out of it. Then they get all of a sudden, you know, tossed into this situation where they're getting, you know, millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of whatever. And all of a sudden now it's just so different. And think about how much life changes when you all of a sudden get all of this money in your life like your your lifestyle changes people start asking you for money they start treating you differently and to our psychology to our subconscious programming that is so incredibly uncomfortable so guess what we push it away and we just spend it we we get rid of it now the key to another key to really know about that is remember that it's all happening subconsciously so someone might say like no no i just made some poor decisions and it's like yeah but truly the subconscious programming will just make you do it without even being aware of it. Another place that it can show up is relationships. You can finally get the partner that you've always wanted, that partner that consciously, when you think about it, is the perfect partner. And a lot of times we'll throw it away. So subconsciously you might create an argument, right? Because it scares us when we actually get what we want because maybe you've been dating wrong partner in the past and the, the partner that you know is is not actually good for you um and at least it's familiar right so you push it away um and you you self-sabotage it the other thing and the last point i want to make before we really unpack it more because there's more aspects to it and the last thing i want to say about all of this because there's more aspects to it that we can dive into but we also need to realize that when we actually get what we want that is when we are the most vulnerable, right? We need to realize another aspect of why our psychology wants us to actually not get what we want is because it's comfortable to not actually have everything. Because once you have everything, if you think about it, you're ultimately vulnerable. That is when you can lose everything. And think about how scary that thought is. So then you end up dating, you know, the asshole or you date someone who's a dud and, and you know you can do better, but you date that person because it's more comfortable because if you or when it doesn't work out, then you can just say, oh, they were an asshole anyways, or, oh, you know, they weren't the right person for me anyways, right? So it's actually more comfortable to not have what we want and just live in the conscious possibility of it happening because then we're not ultimately vulnerable. And when we have nothing, we have nothing to lose. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. To support this channel, go to patreon.com slash to get more videos like this and on topics such as filmmaking, creativity, and business. Thanks so much for watching.